0: Out of the many homilies that I've heard in my life, there's only a few things that have ever really stuck in my head. So there's my Holy Thursday gift to you. If I can't do it myself, I can't expect of you to remember anything that I say. So but that's besides the point. One of the things that has always stuck in my head is something that this old Polish, oblate priest said in a homily one time. He said, you know that you are forgiven that you have forgiven when you can sit down and share a meal with the person you have forgiven you know that you've forgiven somebody when you can sit down and share a meal because a shared meal is one of the ultimate signs of communion right that we are breaking bread together But the thing about any meal is that it requires a sacrifice. Uh, My analogy breaks down for vegetarians, so you can just stop listening to the homily if you're a vegetarian. But every meal requires a sacrifice. An animal gives its life, right? We hear that in the story of Exodus. The prescription of sacrificing an unblemished lamb so that people can come together and share this Passover meal. Something has to die in order for people to come together in communion. But not just that. Someone has to offer the sacrifice. And for all mothers and grandmothers out there, you know this well. If you have never hosted a dinner for more than six people, you have no idea what it is to offer that sacrifice what it takes from you to bring that into existence right something has given its life so that people can come together but somebody still has to be the one to offer that sacrifice on behalf of all those that are gathered with every meal there is a sacrifice and someone who offers that sacrifice now tonight holy thursday is always the commemoration of three things It commemorates the institution of the Eucharist, the institution of the priesthood, and the institution of Christian Christ-like charity. And in each one of these three things, there is a sacrifice, and there is one who offers the sacrifice. In charity, where is the sacrifice? It's probably in the place that you don't expect. The sacrifice is in the one receiving the charity. Just think of St. Peter in the Gospel, that Jesus challenges Peter's pride that he won't receive this charity from Jesus. The sacrifice has to come from the one receiving it, being humbled enough to accept what is being offered. And then the one who is giving the charity is the one who is offering the sacrifice. But in true Christian charity, that offering isn't out of a sense of doing something for someone that they can't do for themselves, or it's not a kind of act of pity towards them. True Christian charity is, I recognize what you are giving me here, and what I have to offer you. And in our mutual gift, we come together in community. In the priesthood, there's the symbolic sacrifice of celibacy, of obedience, and of a kind of poverty. What is given up and offered up. And the offering is not for myself, but for the good of the church. The offering of the sacrifice, the purpose of celibacy and of obedience and of a kind of poverty is for the good of the church. If the one who is offering that forgets it, then he's forgotten his priesthood. And then in the Eucharist, the sacrifice that is offered, that we remember every time we celebrate the Mass, is the bread and the wine. Just think of how Jesus brings those images up in Scripture. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And how do you make wine? by crushing grapes the sacrifice that is offered and then the priesthood being intricately tied to the eucharist the priest is the one who offers this sacrifice to god and in each one of these in the sacrifice that is made and the sacrifice the one who offers it we find communion right in christian charity it's not about Again, doing something for someone, it's doing something with someone that brings you closer to them. That's why when we kind of diminish charity to giving money to charity, we're missing a whole part. That's not real Christian charity. It's important and we need to do it. But it's missing an element of true Christian charity. Because charity is always reciprocal. And then in the priesthood, my favorite definition of the priesthood comes from St. John Paul II, and he says a priest is a man of communion. We call it holy orders because the reason for the diaconates, the priesthood, and the episcopacy in the life of the church is to maintain order, to maintain communion among a people who in our sinfulness want to break apart. The priest is intended to be the man of communion. And in the Eucharist, it smacks us upside the face every time we come up for Holy Communion. We actually label it as that. But what we remember as Christians, what we remember on this night, is that we can never do any of those things well. We fail in Christian charity. It doesn't bring communion about in the way that it should we fail in the priesthood that weak men cannot fulfill the call to be men of communion and in the eucharist we struggle to actually find communion with our god but what we remember as christians is that jesus himself he makes himself the sacrifice and the one who offers that sacrifice This is what Jesus does in the washing of the feet. It's what he does in take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body. And it's his priesthood that he takes to the cross, that he offers for us. So that by his blood poured out, we might once again be reconciled and find communion with God again and for eternity. We look to Jesus because only in him can we find the true and perfect sacrifice and the one who is actually worthy and capable of offering that sacrifice. That is the gift of Christ as we enter into these holy days. We share meals because they bring us together. And that's ultimately what we desire. That every meal requires a sacrifice and someone to offer it. And as we celebrate this sacrifice that I am about to offer, we remember that Christ is the true victim and the priest.